Hey, 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 welcome to episode 22 of the Bad Batch podcast. Whether you've seen one Star Wars movie or have mastered all content of the Star Wars universe, this podcast is for you. As you know, the Bad Batch is in full force right now, so that is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about episode two, Cut and Run. And before we dive deeper, forgot to introduce us. I am your co-host, Justin Samoy, and I'm also here with Drew Crispell. Introducing Drew Crispell. Glad to see everybody on Mother's Day. Uh, hope everyone's doing well, and uh, welcome to the 20s. Welcome to the 20s of the Bad Batch. <laughs> and VJ Davis. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having a good time tonight. So, uh, yeah, before we dive in deeper into this episode, uh, if you haven't seen the Bad Batch, we're going to spoil it this episode in the previous episode. So, uh, Episode yeah. <laughs> yeah no this is if you had watched the second one and hadn't watched the first one you should probably watch the first one you know mm-hmm. i'm not sure I like dj and watched only the second half of shows like tiger king for example he did do that that is true <laughs> that was only tiger king that's i don't remember why that even happened yeah so before we dive in we only have some light news i think bj you wrote this one in mm-hmm um, so the Lego has a Bad Batch, Bad Batch Legos. I think that's interesting. They also have uh, Funko Pops that came out um, for pre-order on Amazon, I think. I'm thinking, I think, yeah, Bezo, um, Daddy Bezo. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting the record one, honestly. I'm hey, well, you're a himbo. So. <laughs> himbo wrecker. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it is cool for sure. And I think it shows a little bit of like, I don't want to say strength going forward, but maybe a little bit of um, like confidence as far as Lucasfilm goes with the Bad Batch. Like, um, I know we're talking about like, if we know if they're going to do like, you know, season two or like where they're going to kind of go with the story. Um, But for them to put out, like, I know they're going to put up merchandise anyways, because, you know, Disney wants that money, 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 boy. But um, but for them to do that, the Funko Pops especially is interesting to me because like Legos, they do Legos for literally everything because they have that deal with them. Yeah. But the Funko Pops is interesting because I'm thinking maybe that they would have like a deal set in place for like when they expand, they keep going. Like for season longevity. two, who knows yeah. what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Definitely piques my interest the first time I'm hearing of it. But uh, that's my first reaction for sure. Yeah, I mean, it took them uh, eight seasons to make a Theon uh, Funko Pop, so we're yeah. talking how many there are Game of Thrones. But <laughs> Here we go. we're not going to talk about Game of Thrones. We might talk about House of Dragons that comes out. Yeah, different podcast, different podcast, <laughs> different podcast. We'll save it yeah. for a different. Podcast. So let's just dive deeper into Cut and Run, the episode that premiered on Friday, May the seventh. I don't know, May seventh. Yeah, May seventh. Okay, so. Uh, the uh, it's called cut and run and they spend the, most of the time on Salukamai. so that is where the deserted clone lives and if you're which i will uh give a little retraction from last week my fault said his name was Salukanai. uh i was wrong i just want to put that out there and that was the planet i was wrong so you guys can all eat me up in the comments all good i'll <laughs> yeah. take the blame for that one 
Yeah, see, we hold ourselves accountable when we're wrong. We're wrong, and we're not afraid to own that. So if you are familiar with this deserted clone, he was in the Clone Wars in Season 2, Episode 10, along with the rest of his family. But if you haven't seen them, it is Cut, the deserted clone. Uh, Sue, she's a Twi'lek. She's the cool pink braid. She's a sniper. And she's then, a mom. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Sue. And then there's Shay and Jack, which are just <laughs> play on names, I think, of Shay and Jack. But yeah. uh, cute little Twilight kids. Sweet. Half clones. Yeah. So the premise of this episode is they're trying to meet up with him to uh, like get information on what they should do. What is it like to be a deserter? And he actually mentions yeah. that Rex had been there the previous day. Yeah, so that's what I was going to bring up as well, because so, so we'll, you know, we'll dive into this whole thing. But there was uh, definitely small details about this episode, like that were extremely interesting. Right. So the whole episode as a as a whole, compared to last episode, you're like, oh, well, I mean, it's 30 minutes. Didn't not as much happen. Blah, blah, blah. Some people could say like and eh, it was a filler or whatever. But if you really look into it, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's uh it sets up a lot of stuff. It it furthers a lot of relationships. It pushes a lot of things and it drops a lot of hints at different stuff that happened, right? Mm-hmm. So like the Rex thing was huge. The Rex mm-hmm. thing was really big, where you have the you have that drop where I said last episode, I thought that Rex was gonna be there and meeting up with them. Missed it by a day. All good, missed it by a day. Um <laughs> But close. I was close. I was close. I'll say that where you had that happen, but then you have the echo relationship peak up and say, Rex was here. Or I didn't know that. And then <laughs> you had you had that happen, um, which I thought was extremely interesting where you have the connection with them. And now I think that puts them on kind of the same level where like they know all the clones are Order 66, like crazy empire, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but now they have kind of like a, like, they don't know that Rex doesn't have the, like, they don't, they don't know that Rex isn't just like all the other ones, but they, yeah, but no, well, I just want to say that because he visited, I feel like they, they would assume that he doesn't. Yeah. I also love how they have like a step more to be like, "Mm, I think that maybe like, it's just like someone to trust like a little bit more, like just a little bit more to trust somebody. I think is interesting. I like how tech just withholds information. I mean, Omega, <laughs> He's like, he just assumes. Yeah. Omega's like, oh yeah, the inhibitor chips. And they're like inhibitor chips. And tech's like, oh, I thought you guys put that together. Or Omega. Like he did that last episode too. Yeah. Or like, Super New Zealand Omega. Omega. Yeah, we also yeah, learned no, more I, about um, Omega's relationship with, uh, I mean, all of them, but with Hunter. And Hunter is like really becoming, mm-hmm. learning to be a father in some sort of well, way. Yeah, they're all big brothers. Mm-hmm. In in aspects of the of the episode, because there were certain things where, like he's taking he's taking like responsibility for a lot of stuff, but there are different waves that it kind of goes through, right? So when you land on Luke and I, you see the uh, I, I'm not I, I know we were looking at this up right before, but what is the tiger thing from? Attack oh, of the Clones uh, and Attack of Padme Clones. Nexu, I think. Nexu, okay, cool, yeah. So 
thought that was very cool. And that's just such a Dave Filoni thing to do to bring in other stuff because at least yeah. someone cares about continuity, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but to see that was was very interesting and cool. But when she went outside to do that and you had them like kind of attacked by them, something that I like after watching it again and like kind of keeping in mind was like, um, first you saw it with her getting off the ship and being like, wow, is it, what is this on the ground? Is this Omega. dead? Like, what is this stuff? Omega. Like, that's dead. Dude, I thought she was going to say sand. What is this that was going to be so funny. Yeah. Like, I sand. And she's throwing in the air. Wow, this is amazing. I didn't understand what this is at all. And uh, <laughs> and then she's like, she's doing that, which is like, is hilarious, but also shows how sheltered she was and might play into the theories that we had about who she might be and what she might be inclined to have in like if she's force sensitive if she's a super clone or whatever you want to call it um but it also showed like interesting in that situation going back to like when she went outside the fence when she was playing with the kids was cool because it was showing that she like has never been outside she's never been socialized right with other kids she's playing with kids so she just wants to like please them and and have fun and be a fuck like be a freaking kid yeah i like how she looked a hunter <laughs> when uh she's like can i go outside with these kids is like that cool and he was like yeah I'm like that was cool like, you better go for what you better do but it. yeah also in that moment when she's playing outside with them and the next two you know whatever almost attacks her um uh, cut brings up something to hunter that drew i know was your favorite line of the episode that the uh Caminoans. I don't know how to say the people. The Caminoans don't create without a purpose. Yeah. Yes. What Very interesting that um like that was the thing that the, the whole episode was good. Very good. That was the thing that stuck out to me. So I don't know what you guys thought about this, but uh for them to put that in the episode and like that it stuck out to me that much was extremely interesting. The Kaminoans don't make anything without a purpose. Oh, we are going somewhere. Yeah. But how did you guys interpret that? Because I would like to have both of your inputs on that. I think that just leads into our theory part of the episode where we, I mean, she's clearly, or not clearly, theoretically a uh, Force-sensitive clone. That's That's really what I was thinking. Like, she they made her for that reason but then i really want to know why did that uh how do you pronounce it kiamonin why she just like really helped them like help them escape too like if she was made for a purpose like why was she so attached to her you know i think she sees her as a daughter or something maybe it'd be interesting order 66 little theory (laughs) for me i think she let her go to do that because that was their project. Now the empire is pushing mm-hmm. down on them and restricting them so much that she was like, I'm going to release like the thing that they're going to hate the most. Yeah. Also another part of the episode that's the most money. We're going to chase her now, huh? Yeah. Another part of the episode that I really liked is seeing the transition from the Republic to the empire, because like you kind of saw that in rebels, but it was kind of already established, mm-hmm. but you're really seeing like how it's moving and how it's really affecting everything. And I don't think we've ever gotten another part other than like probably books and comics, but we've never gotten like media, like 
uh, shows or movies mm-hmm. that show that transition like that. Well, the chain code thing was very interesting too. And like how like now they're trying to register all the ships and do all that stuff when, and now it connects a little bit to if you, excuse me, if you look at the Mandalorian mm. and they were talking about the Razorcrest, RIP Razorcrest, uh, spoiler alert, sorry about that. Um, they were like, uh, oh, this is, the ship is pre-Empire. This is no, um, this is no like codes or whatever and stuff like that. It's because it wasn't registered. And they go, oh, okay. Well, now we're filling the little bits of the lines and everything's kind of getting filled in and it makes makes a lot of sense, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, just thought that was that was a little interesting. Oh, also in Solo, when Han uh, becomes Han Solo, they give him his mm-hmm. chain link code. Yeah. Yes, that's a very good catch there. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that. Maybe, so. <laughs> My favorite movie, so I guess yeah, that that's, that's that actually happens literally when he gets his name so well mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it, and it, it is interesting because they it's like of course that would happen like the controlling body doing that kind of thing i mm-hmm. i did think that was interesting um but yeah it, it's like it it's able to show parts of this story that we've all been told that fill in just the little details we're like okay now now we're like really flushing everything out which i think is very cool yeah so the heart of this episode was a heist episode essentially other than like the relationship with omega adapting to not being on a rainy uh planet the whole time uh was them escaping cut sue and the the two kids off the planet and it was cool because uh i mean i mean we've seen obviously seen the bad batch in action but just like seeing them work together and make plans on the fly. And it was definitely like a heist episode where they had like the heist trope. And then uh, the air happens when Omega Omega is on the ship. Yeah. How does she have so many R's in her name and she has no R's in her name? <laughs> it's just Omega. It's not a Omega. Or Omega. You just remember me from earlier? It's me, Omega. <laughs> so many r's yeah no continue honestly love omega i think she rips i love her yeah she's she's pretty cool and uh yeah she's like not like an annoying kid character like in every yeah i mean kind of sucks but (laughs) yeah kids kind of sucks i like kids in tv shows but like she she's cool and she's like not annoying yeah um and another thing that i thought was interesting I i don't know if this is jumping ahead but we can jump back and forth um another omega thing that's kind of interesting about this episode is the taking off of the uh the jewel on the forehead i thought that was interesting um because obviously not only because it gives her a different look which is like yeah that's that that's something we've seen in any of the marketing pieces before but it's also something where you sit there and it's it's kind of a deeper meaning when she's looking at it and I, I, it took me like a, two times watching this to like kind of like. Are you gonna say it's her kyber crystal or something? Yeah, like it's about that she, she is thinking that like, the I, I I'm blanking on the Kaminoans, uh, the name, the the lady with the long like the long neck lady that let her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that she was looking in that, being like, oh, this is like one of the only family I've ever had before this. Yeah. And I don't know, like, where I'm going kind of thing. You're almost lost. And and being 
away from your home for the first time, like going and you're going to do a whole new realm of the entire galaxy. You've never seen dirt before. And you're, you're over here and there's crazy, crazy stuff happening. And you're just sitting there and, and she's like homesick, essentially. I thought, and then I, I, that's what, how I took that. Like looking, she looking at that being very homesick and, and like thinking about that, which I just thought was interesting because maybe it froze a point of like being sheltered and stuff like that. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. It, it, so in the first episode, it just seems like that was their home. And that was kind of interesting. I guess you'd never really thought, oh, where do they consider home? They just kind of move around yeah, all the time. I didn't time. know the Bad Batch had a station. Yeah. I didn't know they like really thought of that place where they were made as home, which was interesting. But um, yeah, Omega, that was her first place. That's the only place she's been. And her just t- while she was taking it off, she just was letting go of that she's realizing i'm not gonna go yeah she's like i'm not gonna go back there this is gonna have to be my new family that's super interesting point i never thought about also like i never added that on that's a good point bj Mm -hmm. to say like she's like letting go in a way is is super compelling for the story to talk about like just like starting a new kind of thing so yeah yeah it's probably a huge culture shock (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um so I guess moving on, like we uh we had them like uh kind of what we touched on earlier, but I, I definitely want to talk about this with the uh with Echo and Tech like like doing that part of the episode. Uh and Justin were like, if Echo wasn't here, we if, if tech was like a little bit more tech savvy oh, yeah. and able to just do stuff, we wouldn't even need Echo. Yeah, no, I, I uh <laughs> I don't know if I was just texting you or if it was both of you, but I was like, if uh, if Echo was a little bit smarter, tech is not needed because he could just do all oh, the that's tech what with, yeah, with yeah, his little yeah. hand, yeah, and then also do all the smart things too. Well, I mean, remember that whole inhibitor thing? Yeah, I guess if Echo was just a little smarter. <laughs> oh, so um, so here's a yeah. thing in the episode that we forgot to talk about earlier too is that they uh, Omega. And 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 tech also referenced the inhibitor chip, which they kind of all didn't. They acted like they didn't really know about it because they did, they were talking about being enhanced and didn't know what was going on. But they talked about they said inhibitor chip, and they were all like, hey, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "No, we thought you knew about this kind of thing." You know what I mean? Which I thought was interesting for them to be both being like, "Yeah, I mean, we knew about the inhibitor chip." And uh, I thought you yeah, all knew about it. Omega is like not clueless, but she's like, she was just saying it because she maybe mm-hmm. she she thought that they knew, but Tech knew. Tech just assumed. Tech knew, and he just kind of assumed. Yeah, yeah. maybe he assumed. Yeah. Which is, which is cool that we all it's on the table now. So that's going into the Rex thing too, where maybe then that comes into play. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll know that-, that Crosshair didn't just outright betray them. But they enhanced his inhibitor chip to come back. Yeah, I bet Technos just didn't share that. He'll share later. Always knows he never shares it. Um, another thing about Tech, he just didn't tell Hunter his plan. He just went and did it, which yep. is weird. 
Yeah, he's kind of guess, filling I in guess... for Crosshair as kind of being the rebel of the of the group. But maybe he yeah. won't be like a, a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just assuming like they're the bad batch and they kind of all independently work together. Mm-hmm. You know, while Hunter leads, so so yeah. they'll just make decisions on our on their own and then they'll adapt. Uh, that's the only way I can justify what a Tech did. Why did he tell? Why did he tell Hunter? And all Hunter was like, "Hey, Omega's also on the ship. You should probably not do that right now." Yeah. Also, yep. to kind of like um, jump on like different parts of this episode, like so we we kind of figure out that like like we we got the dynamic in the first episode, and you kind of get it in this episode too with the the father daughter relationship between Hunter and Omega, and. Um, I love that. It's interesting to see that, that how it how it works in this one because you do go through a lot of different waves of like ultimately you you figure out by the end of at least what I took out of it was he wants the best for her no matter what and then but but there's a lot of different avenues to get to like the best for everybody right like that that's through different relationships in your entire life like there's and she wants to some be there. different ideas yeah. about how go ahead start sorry what i was just saying and she wants to be there you know even exactly if that's what's best for her she's like i left camino to be with you guys not to be exactly not to be with my other brother yeah <laughs> but i also think that like in this episode they framed it in a very good way from different points of view because it gives you like an opportunity to look at it not just look at it one way and be like oh no he should do this or she should do this or like this is the way it should be like there's a lot of different angles to be able to look at this convert like this like um situation i guess you you want to say like yeah, the they kind of start like they bring her there all good like he went there for her that's hunter is like kind of a father figure and oh, that has been that for the first episode Mm-hmm. but after the the tiger thing from episode two tries to attack her and he defends her and he brings her back in then he is angry and treating her like it was his subordinate like a like a soldier yeah and cut even says to him like she's not a soldier like she's not a soldier and you're you can't treat her like that. And then you see his fatherly figure take over, which I think was very interesting to show. Like it was like it's all right. Like the, the, and that's how you deal with children. Like and you she can't says it the whole time. Like people. kids always find a way to get into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like Definitely. him, him being like, you can't berate them. They're not going to learn like that. You have to understand how this works. He's like teaching him how to be a dad, mm, which yeah. is cool. But then. Um, like later in the episode when he's like oh the best thing for her is to go with you guys and like he like i don't want to say tricks her but like gets her to kind of go with them yeah but then you look at it the other way and you see her say to him like her opinion being like no but i want to be with you like i, I don't want to do that i want yeah. she's to like, I'm not useless, come with you help. guys and she's also yeah. offered information exactly. that others haven't yeah yeah, but the, again, they probably they Hunter wants Hunter. All of them want her to be safe. Um, and that's what he's so saying. Even if yeah. she does help, they I feel like they want to prioritize her safety. But yeah, uh, I feel like she does belong with the bad bad. So me too. Yeah, it's just like interesting, like how they did that because 
you could just say like, oh, well, he's the adult. He's going to tell her like what's best and how he feels is best. But it's like, then you take into account like- You got to let him live. She thinks too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So long story short on that episode, they help the family escape and Omega goes back with the Bad Batch. And also it's, I think it's not hilarious, but like funny in a way that- they are just ripping clones now, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait, were those clones? Yeah. So they weren't stormtroopers yet? No. No. No, they Still were just not. killing clones. Well, I mean, at, after Order 66 and everything. Also, I had after Order 66, they know that they're different. They're programmed and they just kind of, we no. have, they have to look out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, what, there was just what what I was thinking. Why didn't um, the deserter carry out Order sixty six? Well, because he he was the he had the ability to desert, and he his chip obviously wasn't working from the first place. So now he is able to like get past everything. Like he was like getting past it even before it happened. So now he's yeah. maybe I he's, just needed to rewatch that episode because that, I was like, I didn't know that really. Like I, I completely forgot about this guy. Like I said last week, like yeah, I forgot that this guy like existed, and then I kind of rewatched a little bit. Mm-hmm. But but then like that's why like I, I was thinking about this too, and I was like, that's why Rex would go to him. That's why the Bad Batch would go to him because he's a different clone. You just. In this situation, they'd be panicking, looking for just something different, like someone that they know that's slightly different or it doesn't comply to the same ideology. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So his chip, so his basically his chip was already broken before, which is yeah. the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like how when he's about. Oh, you go. No, what were you gonna say, Justin? I was like, I like how when he's uh, just about aboard the ship, they're like, "Hey, you look like." And then the Bad Batch caused some distraction. So yeah, guess, uh, exactly. I was about to say, you look exactly like us, kind of. So I just rewatched it before we started recording, and I was like, "Dude, grow a mustache." You know, like that gets. I like, don't think they can. Oh, none of them. None of them have mustaches. They're not. That's right, not. It doesn't serve a purpose. But he has the freaking chops, and then the bun. <laughs> the chops, maybe, but I mean, no mustache. I would be doing something crazy. <laughs> like hair mustache, do everything. Um, another thing, uh, Omega Theory. Um, yes. So one of our past guests, Brianna, I was talking with her and she said her fiance- get her on too. Yes. Shout out Brianna. Shout out Brianna. Um, but she was saying her uh, fiance, Nick, was saying that Omega might- well, we were talking about this, Drew, like uh, last night, I think. Omega yeah. could be Phasma. That was a theory. Um, I guess the, yeah, I guess the book, a, a book came out and it kind of, that's not exactly what it is, but the but Bad Batch kind of trumps it. The, the TV shows always trumps the the books and the written material. We've seen that on multiple occasions, so they can really do whatever they want, you know? Yeah. If they capture, recapture Omega, put like a, uh, a super inhibitor chip, make her Phasma, that'd be crazy. That that would be interesting. Although they had to, ex- like, like I feel like they're always trying to explain the, the sequels because they did such a bad job with them. Uh, absolute <laughs> unequivocal burn right there. Um, 
don't have to get into it. We've seen that before. Um, but I think like they could do that. A lot of exposition to have to do that. I think they're going in the trying to clone Palpatine realm, going with a little bit of girl this time. Might not have to be a guy every single time. So that's where I think it's going. But I think yeah. I'm not against the theory you have right there. Yeah. And again, shout out to Brianna and Nick. Thank you for the thank wow. you for that. <laughs> Nick, you better come on the podcast. Better see you soon. <laughs> Getting called out on live bad batch podcast. Baby. Baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and something that I was listening to a little like this week, I think. I'm, I want to say it was Star Wars Theory. Shout out Star Wars Theory. Shout out uh all of those guys, maybe with Star Wars Explained, um, they were talking about how, like, they have, ex- like, the clones have accelerated, um, like, growth. aging, right? Aging, except yeah. For, accelerated growth, exactly. Like, except for Boba Fett. But, like, so that means probably Omega would have it. And then maybe <laughs> she gets older very quickly. Yeah. Uh, oh, in the series. So if we have a season two, maybe she gets. Maybe she's an adult at that point, and then we kind of see the four stuff quick, like more quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we don't really know how long she's been around. So, yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm thinking. I'm like really feeling like uh, um, how we thought about the Ahsoka show. I don't know if the Bad Batch are gonna make it out of their I show. Know. I mean, I don't I know. Know. even at, at most two seasons. Um, Mm-hmm. I think I think they're gonna get real uh, towards the end because they they're they're not gonna entertain the whole thing where they're like, well, where were they in the in the original trilogy? Like they could have absolutely helped out Rex and the and the rebels. Like they should have been there yeah. with the. They're not gonna. They're not gonna even entertain that. They're not yeah. gonna keep doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I so, also. I, oh, yeah. you go, BJ. Um, I feel like. They had to have been doing something super important, you know, so they would explain that. I don't know what's more important than taking out Darth Vader and Palpatine, but I feel like it had to have been something if that's what they were doing during that Maybe time. something involving Omega. Something involving Omega. involving Omega. If anything happens, maybe only one of them lives and uh, watches over Omega, like similar to yeah. how Cut and Sue are. Maybe Hunter, 100%. Yeah, well, Definitely. Or Wrecker. No, I think... Echo, maybe. Echo. No, if any of them live, if only one of them can live, it's probably Wrecker. I think Himbo, I think Himbo Wrecker. Crazy death or something. Yeah, no way. I feel like if anyone sacrifices themselves, it like would Wrecker be... Wrecker was made for the, the kids part of the, the show, so who knows? You say Hunter's the, the kids' favorite part of the show? Probably. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what that serves. Yeah, hundred percent. The red man, um, good guy. Yeah. I can see, I can see Hunter, and I can see Wrecker like sacrificing themselves. Yeah, Wrecker just makes decisions, and he's gotten shot several times already. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think Crosshair can do it. I think Tech is very not selfish, tech. but like he's not. He's not as physical. Like I don't see him. Yeah. He could. Opponents can be down to Crosshair and Hunter. In this whole showdown, 
I'm going to clip this later in the season finale, and it's going to be so accurate. Um, and it's going to be down to them because everybody else can get destroyed or flown off somewhere. Something's going to happen to them all. And it's just going to be them too. And it's going to be some very dramatic scene where the camera's spinning and they're going to be on like a cliff or something. It's like, you're my brother. And it's going to be the same thing as Obi-Wan and Anakin. Stamp that. That's the worst. Same dialogue. Definitely not happening. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm excited to go against that. So uh, before we wrap up, what do we think happens next episode? I think that it's going to be a crosshair-centered episode. The Bad Batch will be in it, but I think it's going to be about him mostly hunting them down and kind of like working with his uh, his new chip. And I think you'll see some internal battling where he knows he's doing something wrong. Wow, I, I had never thought about that. That's a very good point. Um, I was going to say that I think maybe at the end of i know i said this last week but i think that maybe at the end of this coming episode maybe you introduce rex and you get or something rex because we have like i know i said 14 episodes heard 16 episodes so we'll see um thinking a little bit of rex might be might be introduced um but the crosshair point is a very good point from just telling a story you're going to flip it back on to the villain and not not give the villain a point of like humanity but just like to show where they're coming from even to give him more like anger towards him yeah that's like one of the things star wars does really well is show like the point of view of the villain exactly yeah but bj i think that you might be interested in this point too um if we get rex there at least, at the minimum, has to be a mention of the one and only Ahsoka Tano, if not yes. on-screen presence. So, what do we uh, think okay. about the first question and this question? Um, I think no, actually, because Rex would want to protect Ahsoka. They know that she's being hunted. He doesn't want to bring that to her, you know, that attention. Like... Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know about Ahsoka. I really don't know if they might mention her, but they, she doesn't. He they he knows that the whole galaxy is looking for Jedi. So I don't know. It's true. This is also yeah. true. And uh, so what I think is going to happen next episode? Did they say where they were going to go? I don't think they did. No, just uh, Crosshair or not Crosshair. It's just a Hunter and Omega saying that they both have stuff to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they, they don't know where they're going. Um, they'll probably be on the ship trying to figure it out. Um, we, I feel like we're going to get a little crosshair. Um, we need to introduce it back so we get we keep the stakes. Yeah, and I yeah. also want people to, not want people, but I think they will want people to think that there's a chance that he could come back and they need to introduce that sooner than later. Yeah. Just even if it's a small step. Yeah. Yeah. That's a villain, baby. That's what. That's the. Uh, that's who's the chase. Anti-hero. Uh, maybe Crosshair will. Sa- I feel like he'll. Cro- he'll sacrifice himself. Yeah, in, in about fourteen episodes from now. <laughs> yeah, and then or maybe if thirteen. Not right. You can just say Rex will be in the next episode, and you will be right one of these episodes. <laughs> oh, just keep saying God. that. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, I know I said it last week, but I think Rex will be here next week. Yeah, well, you have the subtitles on, on Rex is kind of in it. Yeah, I always watch the subtitles. Goddamn. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So definitely a, uh, I would say, interesting episode. Sets up a bunch of stuff, which is very cool. Um, I think next week might be more a little bit more action-packed or just at least story-based a little bit more because this is setting up and maybe we're working towards something. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we all really enjoyed it. And uh, it was it was overall good, but another good week of the podcast uh we we love being out here and yo wait, wait as- i have a, i have another theory oh, hold on absolutely <laughs> after you my friend yes um so the sisters from season seven hopefully they oh. bring them in next episode mm. or i'll just keep saying that like <laughs> like you keep saying rex yeah but, but that's that's what yours is not guaranteed so if that does happen i will like it more than <laughs> the rex <laughs> Because Rex was in the trailer. We know he's there. Unless they never show him, and that was just to throw me off. But again, I really hope the sisters are introduced, like, even a little bit in the beginning, and then they're like, oh, they're friends. So introduce them later again. We we, we shall see. Uh, Before we wrap up, want to give a surprise uh, shout-out, because we know... Some people do listen all the way through these episodes. Uh, shout out Drew Allegra to listening to all these episodes. And uh know you're going to hear this. So uh, what's up? We'll have you back on soon. But just want to say that real quick. Um, but to everybody else, thank you again for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, the Apple and Podstitch and Spotify, all that have been doing really good. And we do appreciate you guys listening on there. So go over there and give us a, you know, a rating, a comment, uh, maybe just your opinion, whatever you want to talk to us about, all good. Talk to us. Um, from me, BJ, Justin, just please uh, go over on Instagram or YouTube to the Bad Batch Podcast. You know where that is. On Twitter, the Bad Batch Pod that BJ runs and is absolutely killing it. And if you just want to laugh a little bit, go over there. <laughs> um, but to all of us, you can, you know, there's ways to find us all. So it's just another great week, and we'll we'll talk to you guys uh, soon about next week and hopefully a big Omega episode next week. So we'll talk to you. Um, Let's yeah. go. That was good. Let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Yeah, babies.